Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Love the stones. What's up, Kev? I hear you want to get paid. I know a place that actually gives you checks when you work, bro. You pop this logo I got here on that microphone. We'll straighten shit out, man. Come home, Kev. Bring that gray-headed bald prick with you, too, and come home. That's the go-home. Thanks, Paul. Love you. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks for the surprise, man. Good Let's to see what this. Good to see my fucking, uh, my, my boy. Good to see your boy. Good to see you again. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, impersonation. Thank you. That's called on the fly is what that's called. Juggling the technology here. Uh, That was fake. Lest lest any, uh, lest Jerry McDevitt is preparing a draft. No, you put Paul, so that's, we're we're safe. Okay. They hate that. They hate hate that. (laughs) This is Click This. Back again. Look, I'm, 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 I'm smiling. I got you to smile. You got tonight. me to Yeah, you've had good luck. I, yeah, I was, I drove down there and started raining. I was like, ah. Listen, now that we have a new toy, I'll run that thing into the fucking ground by next week. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, uh, what, uh, 
what has been going on this week? So much going on this week. Uh, uh. Let's hear from our fans first. Uh, RJ, thanks for the uh, thanks for the, well. How are you, Kevin? But we should always we should always start with uh, uh, you start I, with the personal before the business. Um, I would say that the um the Saturday to Monday between um new year's or christmas eve and uh actually the functioning day january the 2nd was just brutal Mm. brutal i've never not watched uh in some form or fashion or been someplace when they brought in the new year and i went from the football game the georgia football game directly to sports center I mean, I didn't, my wife went to bed around 10 o'clock. We, neither one gave two fucks. So. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, fuck, I just feel like my, I just feel like I wake up every morning and I'm just on a merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. Just fun, fun. Joyous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, thanks for the advice of knowing your worth today on the Click This Podcast. Because of your comments, I went to my boss at my day job and asked for a raise. He came back to me with $3 more an hour. Thank you, Kevin Ash and Kayfabe Sean. For that really made me happy. And the great show every week. Absolutely. That made me happy. Absolutely. I felt like that was kind of the point. You know, some people were like, I'll say they need that. No, if, if I needed this fucking money, I would be gone. But I will say this whoever out there is responsible. As John Malkovich said, pay the man his money. Pay him his money. What film? Rounders. Uh, Remember when Damon beats him and he, he catches him breaking the the cookies and he that's how he picks off when he knows he's got he goes, Yeah, he, and he, he Damon gets the money back and then he says uh, he says, no, 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 no. They're going to fuck him up. He says, no, 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 no. Pay the man his money. So. Well, we just added another another impression to the uh, the awards for next year. John Malkovich. Next December. Race Chavez Plays says, thank you, Sean. I think I'm going to get what I'm worth this year. You had passion in your voice that inspired. Hashtag get what you're worth. Andy, five, uh, Andy B, 540. When I'm working at like 3 a.m., I'm so giddy that I get to watch this later on. Thank you both uh, so much for all you do. You're both more loved than I think you'll ever know. Here's Aww. to a good year. Thank, Thank you, you, Andy. That was lovely. Brando Hendy. I don't know what it is about the Kevin Nash podcast that keeps me coming back. Me either. It's not the pay. No. I think it's similar to why I enjoy getting drunk with my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Russ Brewer, best wishes for this new year to both of you guys. I never miss a show on Mondays. I just want to thank you so much. My mom had a massive stroke Friday night, so brought in the new mm. year stressed as hell. But you guys made me laugh for the first time in 2023. Here's to a better 2023. Yeah, sorry for the image. You know, I think that's a poignant place, Kevin, to bring something up about 
the comments and fucking YouTube and it just seem it really does seem to be a haven. Look, there's plenty of, of of nice comments, and we see those, and and we appreciate. And I pull a lot of them, you know, for here when we when we do this. But you know, I don't need a a guy whose mom had a massive stroke on Friday, Russ, to go in and watch a show to have a laugh or to reminisce or you know talk wrestling or sports. And have to hear some, see some douchebags post about like vaccines, just some misinformation and stupidity and trolling about vaccines and shit. It makes it a downer, Kev. Or like the guy that said, um, you know, taking, uh, you know, Hamlin's uh, tragedy that he had oh, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the football field and then saying, wow, I wonder what causes cardiac arrest. Maybe he, he he didn't have a beer the night before. Maybe he went cold turkey, right. uh, you know. And 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 you know, basically trying to poke me because my son who had a cardiac arrest and he had stopped drinking beer, and because you know that that's one thing uh, as he crumbled to the to the uh, field. I mean that's that's to me is is a time to to think of humor. And to think of getting a shot in, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like here's here's a here's a guy that's 24 years old, two years two years younger than my son, mm-hmm. by far, in much better shape than he is, and they got to my house. My son went into cardiac arrest. They zapped him one time. He had a heartbeat. And was in the ambulance in seven minutes. It was thirty-five minutes, and he was still on the he was still on the field. Yeah, I want to. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in the, yeah, in the second and just, segment. And uh, and it's just like one of those things where it's just like, you know, I, I don't want to. I want somebody to tell me that they got a race. I want somebody to tell me that, you know, that that they are having some hard times, and that we did pick them up. But I don't need somebody to take a poke at me, take a poke at my kid, or bring up some uh, one-time incident that I had with my son when he came home drunk because my kid was taught by a man to be alpha and not be a little bitch, you know? Like, yeah, my son did, he came after me. God bless him. And he went for my eye. God bless him. I fucking raised a man. I didn't raise a fucking pussy like the rest of you fucking pussies out there right now that get behind your keyboards and you say your bullshit and fucking, yeah, I'm stuttering. Am I stuttering right now, motherfucker? I don't think so. You fucking pussy. Why don't you go in your room down in your mother and father's basement and look at your participation awards and wonder where the fuck shit went wrong. Because you know what? When I grew up, you got one thing. You got a championship fucking trophy. If it was a big enough fucking deal, you got a second place. The only award that went team-wise was the most valuable player. There wasn't a participant. You were called a fucking scrub. You were called the guy that was the last guy picked in gym class. That's who the fuck you are. That's why you've got to get on a keyboard and fucking try to measure up. And then when I come back at you, what the fuck do you do? What the fuck do you do? You take your shit down. 
because you can't even take the heat fucking on my keyboard. I'll be in Pensacola at the end of the month in February, signing at the Comic-Con. Please come up, get in my face, show me who the fuck you are, get in my face and be a man. Challenge me. See if this 63-year-old motherfucker does. By the time you know what hits you, motherfucker, when was the last time you got in with somebody that was six foot 10, 300 pounds in shape that's been fighting his whole fucking life? Think about it, you motherfucking pussies. Well, I need you out of jail, so please don't approach Kevin in Pensacola. And no, I'll, I'll have cause... a. I'm going to have a fucking uh, where, where they've got to sign off, and then also that they have to a waiver, a yeah, waiver. But, I, but they also <laughs> have, injury. They also have. They also have to waive the the the. Uh, what is it? The uh, right to stand your ground in Florida. In Florida, we that's yeah. true. Yeah, because I mean, I shoot anybody. Fucking pussies. I wonder what it's like to be just a fucking bitch, to get up every morning, fucking, and just be a bitch. That's got to be. It's I, I, I know it, and I know that you fucking have to hate me. I know you have to hate me because everywhere I go, fucking people, oh hey, but yeah, and it's the, the, to the asshole that fucking said you need to be nicer in the airports. Yeah, after 300,000 miles a year and 147,000 segments, you know what I need to do? I need to be nice in the airport. Fuck you. I'm either coming home from work or going to work. Did he say you or wrestlers in general? Me. Was it you? Okay. Yeah, he he said, I need to be nicer. And and as I said, I, I, I responded to him. I said, yeah, you're the guy that finds out when I'm coming in and is down in baggage claim with 10 items that you want me to sign, and they're Funkos, and you're going to gonna come up to me and think I'm going to sign 10 Funkos that you're going to sell for 99 bucks on eBay? Eat a fucking dick. Okay. I think an easier thing would be to take the comments down. What do you think? Just so it's not a downer for anybody. Yeah. People Love come it. on, they can enjoy the show without having to, you know. I, I would still, if, and if they want to put a comment, take the time to, to go to click this, our Twitter page, and put your comment on that. Fair enough. There it is. At click this podcast on Twitter. That way you got to be a real person. You can't come up with, you know, Johnny Hog Smoke on your uh, YouTube thing. You got to come up with something. And that way, if you're a douchebag, you can be blocked. It's my new gimmick, by the way, Johnny Hogsmoke. Thank you for that. You're giving me that. You're welcome. Uh, Duck Life 420, another episode, and I have another blunt rolled up, ready to smoke, ready to listen, ready to let your beautiful voices carry me away into a new year. Sean's robe is awesome. It was, and uh, I'm glad you enjoy our beautiful voices. Uh, Kevin's been known to sing on this show. That's clearly what you're referencing. I uh, bird-like I, I, voice. I, I was going to uh, sing, but I, I got on a tangent. That's okay. It's real. But when it comes down to it, you know, it's just all I want is a room somewhere far away from the cold night air. 
with one enormous channel. Wouldn't it be lovely? <laughs> a little My Fair Lady for you. That's a, anytime you can whip out a musical. You got it. You got to go. Makes it a uh, makes it a special episode. <laughs> you got to go. Brigadoon coming later. Um, <clears throat> Tim Hastings, another great one, fellows. Yes, scientifically, energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transformed. This is what gives me peace. Love the shirt, Kev. Once a gander, always a gander. Do you want to explain that? Is that a three one three Michigan Michigander? The Michigan. So three one three is the D. My my uh, phone number growing up was I was so old that they would throw it was called Orleans. Phone number was six. Yeah, but it was Orleans. So it was O R. Oh, that's right. They did the letter for the yeah, region, so, so, right? The region. Yeah. Word? Well, it would be like three one three, and then O R six seven six one three one. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was O R was three one. That's back in the day, bro. That's, Fuck yeah, man! Like, but that was listen? my that was my phone number was six seven six six one three one, and it was of course three one three. It's on the honeymooners they used to do. Bensonhurst nine. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I've said it earlier though when you picked up the phone and somebody, hey, I'm on it. Like okay. Oh, the extension, the, right? The, the, yeah. The, yeah, the party line. You know, you got you got a, a whole bunch of you know. Or, or, mom, or mom doesn't even look. She just starts fucking dialing over your conversation. It's like, uh. <laughs> hey, guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. We kick off 2023 by going back to 1983 and the debut of the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Championship, commonly referred to as the 10 Pounds of Silver, on an all-new edition of Title Chase. Overtime has just kind of worn out, and then uh, Magnum T.A. told me himself that he finally just polished some of the rest of it out because it just had some, just some little bit in the corners or whatever that uh, had hung on, and so he just finished the job. Our book series continues, and this time we turn to Jim Crockett Promotions. Conrad and David Crockett dive into Jim Crockett Jr.'s handwritten booking logs from January 1985. So tell us exactly what we're looking at here, the Red Books. All right, the Red Books, I have to tell you, are basically, and I'll hold one up, this is a calendar for a book for 1985. All right, in it, I'm just going to turn full page. Handwritten uh, the matches and also the gross of the city towns that were in the matchups. And this is the Bible. It was started with my father. On January 24th, Ad Free Shows is bringing you another premium watch along event as we celebrate the 35 year anniversary of the very first Royal Rumble. And we're watching it live with the winner of that historic match, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, hey, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan from the golden age of wrestling. And I'm celebrating the 35th anniversary of my win in the first ever Royal Rumble by watching this Royal Rumble on adfreeshows.com. 
Join me January 24th at 9 p.m. AdFreeShows.com. Tough guy, first ever winner. Ho! That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Poe the Raven, the mascot in Baltimore, made quite the appearance. Uh, do we have the, uh, the video of this? So there it is. Uh, the well, Raven on got, the bottom. Does he realize how much danger he is in just being here? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Oh, 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 look at that! Look at that! <laughs> With the voiceover, I love it. Dude, the fucking the cast gimmick lives. I mean... I'm just waiting for somebody to steal that motherfucking finger poke of doom. That's yeah. Which we got to have the right two mascots to do that. I, I, I'm just really. I'm, I'm thinking maybe Tyson Fury. Did you see the? Did you see the cut after the? Um, there were guys in the stands at the game who were like high five. It wasn't. It wasn't just because Poe the Raven got out with the kiss. They remembered that shit. I mean, they were like guys were like popping in the audience, like guys like my age or. Maybe around my age, maybe a little. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hunger, but um, high five and and uh, it just shows to go, you man. The uh, that shit, and you know, we talk every week about trying to recapture that old, like that attitude era type excitement. So, so we had this conversation, you and I. Yes, and I, that the guy said something. Uh, and I made a comment that, that, that without Scott and I jumping, there would have been no attitude uh, era. And the guy, one, you know, one, one, of the, one of the comments was, I don't even remember you being in the attitude era. Blah, 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 blah. And then the other guy said, yeah, I, like, wow. Like, he has to be put like, wow, without that, like, wow. Like, how, how dare he? So let's go back and look at it. Scott and I, before we jumped, um, my last match was against Shawn Michaels. Uh, better in Omaha. But, uh, good friends. Good friends. Yeah, that, that one. So 
what would have changed? Now, I would have still been Diesel. Brett probably would have got a shot um, to make up for the WrestleMania. I would have probably went off with Taker. You know, I mean, things would have, like, where was the attitude going to come from? On the other side, you had the Dungeon of Doom. You had Sting with the blonde hair and the and the colorful face paint. Where where was the attitude going to come from? They were just going to decide one day that, hey, here's an idea. Let's grab some aluminum baseball bats. Let's do a take. Hulk Hogan would have came down with the yellow and red on, and he would have been in yellow and red. He wasn't. He would never have been in the black. Additionally, though, when you just look at the, look at WCW, forget about WWE for a moment. Look at WCW. You guys go over there. You, your name, you become yourselves, right? Right. You leave as Diesel. You leave as Razor. You become Kevin and Scott. So all that theatrical stuff, let's call it, got stripped away all of a sudden. So that led to. We talked also about I was remember when UFC first started to get sick. Yes. In the beginning, they had to do like these little outpost cities where they didn't have laws against beating each other to death. Um, but once it went to Vegas and Philly and New York and stuff, they started getting real slick with production and everything. Those promos, those early like uh, uh, the uh, uh, Tito Ortiz and uh, what was the dude with the cross? He would he would come to the ring at chemo. Um, those promos were NWO promos. And, and the thing is, too, is uh, the first week Scott came out, the second week I came out, the third week we won the ratings and didn't look back for 83 weeks. So we forced Vince McMahon to change to a, a, a more gritty attitude. So if you're not pounding Vince McMahon for 83, it took him 80, it, it took him 83 weeks. It took him 40 to make the change. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you you guys showed the direction in in production and in the promos and in, and in that the attitude. You had ECW, which was lighting the way for the in ring product, more believability. People that wanted to believe that these people might be fucking each other up here a little bit. All of a sudden, we started talking on interviews. Yeah, the brother, let me tell you something, brother, let me tell you something, son. Those promos were gone. We talked just like this. Yeah. You got a problem? What are you going to do about it? I've asked you uh, and I, Eric, too, when I when I talk to Eric on camera, if I was in the position of uh, having to bring Hogan into that type of environment where you had to cut promos that way, like you guys were doing, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have told him. I, I don't know how I would have. Like, you just go, hey, Terry, just, we're going to bring it down for this one, okay? We're going to bring it down. Like, how do you tell a Hulk Hogan that oh, that, oh, that that stuff's got to, is, is of a different time? Yeah. No, it, and the thing is, is 
that was that's in his DNA because if he cuts a promo to come out to, to, to sing karaoke now to his hideaway, he does it in that brother. Come on. You know, that's mm. it. It's in his DNA. That's what he's comfortable with. He did such a great job coming out of his comfort zone for that. But that had to take a little bit of, of, massaging i would imagine right like but either... i but but he also realized that we were doing something and getting a response and he wanted because he was going to be the mouthpiece for that you know for the nwo mm-hmm. you know so i mean he had to bring it down and then we would just we'd feed him info we you know we'd give him a little bit of information the Hulk's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in this business. I saw something the other day on one of these comments, and the guy said, you really hate Hogan, don't you? And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's probably one of the 10 closest people that I have in the industry that Terry and I could not talk for eight months, and we can get on the phone and talk and we'll talk for three hours and we'll catch up on each other's lives. Like I just got a call from a a documentary uh, place out of London and they were going to do a Hulk Hogan uh, promo. They wanted to include the Gawker stuff. So they came through my, uh, my management and they made an offer. And I said to my, my agent, I said, you know, let me first check and make sure that 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 Hulk's cool with this. They haven't even talked to Hulk. This was some Bush League backdoor, and they were going to try to get Gawker information out of me. And I just asked him, I said, hey, do you know anything about this? He said, no. And I said, cool. I said, then I'll tell him to fuck off. And he said, thank you. Love you, brother. Like that, like it's as simple as that. Like we, I, I don't have to be with him twenty four seven. But when it comes down to somebody trying to bushwhack him, I got his back, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he, I know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know he's got mine. Right. So, and in this business, if you got ten motherfuckers that'll do that for you, if you, you got, got three motherfuckers. <laughs> It's little Joey Diaz show up. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, you got three motherfuckers. Imagine 10 motherfuckers showing up. Fucking take over the fucking, take over the world. Uh, but you know, you're absolutely right with, um, and I had, I, I have to confess that, that I did not think in those terms. It, I would definitely have credited it with starting the most, interesting and compelling ratings war wrestling has ever had um it you know it doesn't take a genius to figure that out and that the jump was the shot heard around the world as far as that goes but the the assignation of that attitude era to the wwe product if you look at the trickle down you have a good case to be made there well okay let's just take one iconic character that will never be duplicated. Louis De Palma from Taxi. Exactly. 
The Undertaker went from the dead man to a biker. Correct. You tell me. Same shit. You tell me. Yep. Who 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 that did what what does that happen if Diesel and Razor is still in WWE? Exactly. Fuck no. Yeah. Doesn't take somebody with CTE to figure that out. Your speech therapy's working. I haven't heard you stutter once this week, by the way. I, I, I took know. a I, you know why I took a half of Xanax before I came on tonight? Because I figure one guy said, you know, he goes, I, I kind of stutter when I get excited. And I said, well, what if I take the fucking edge off? Yeah, your edge was off five minutes ago when you were talking about YouTube. Yeah, but I didn't stutter. No, you did not stutter. You did not stutter. Half a zany. That, I figured that was like you get like a tic-tac for you. It is, but, you know, it's. Does a little something? So far, so good. All right. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Um, Karen Jarrett, all embroiled in something. I, I come across this tweet. Great. So it was actually somebody who asked us about it. Blue Elvis said, I just wanted to ask Nash if he's heard about the feud between Max Caster and Karen Jarrett, all because of a rap he did that took a shot involving the famous TNA love triangle. It even involves your fave, Kelly Kelly. So, um... I'm not aware of this. Yeah, it's the, uh... Trying to read it here. Is that, that's Billy in the middle, right? Yeah. And uh, Karen's reply was, hey, Tony Khan, your little boy, Max, uh, thought he was cute and went somewhere he should have never, ever gone. You and him have no idea what you've gotten started. Is this, uh, a, war? Is this a war? I don't know to what end you'd have to ask, other than just drawing attention to, to the product, which maybe, you know, maybe I, that's okay. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm just now looking at this when... When you got to use my name to get heat after twelve years, that was that was Kurt th throwing in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that's I mean Kurt had Kurt's like me. Kurt's Kurt ain't getting in the ring again. What what's what Kelly? Have no, to say? no, but just some attention to the product. Maybe listen. Anytime All we right. sit here, and you who've been in the business three thousand years, go, go back. I didn't I didn't read what, what Kelly Kelly said. Uh. I keep linked in this tweet. I have DM'd Karen Jarrett to privately ask her, and I'm waiting for her response. But I want to go ahead and publicly make a statement that the only way I can be linked to Kurt is we were co-workers. Sorry, but thanks for the Monday morning entertainment. Um, where was she? Who, now, who brought her in here? Who mentioned her? I mean, Bar Barbie was fucking with Tess that, that whole time. I don't know. It's a convoluted chain. But anyway, anytime you have to ask, was this a work? I my hat's off a little bit because because it's making it's making us wonder. It's making you wonder. So this is leading up to uh I guess what's happening as we speak, or what will soon be happening as we speak here with Jeff uh getting in the ring. And uh I mean there's so it could have been. 
this could be a work. And I mean, yeah. but in a in a in a world where where no match means shit. Now I I mean I this is the first I've seen I've seen of this, so I'm I'm enthralled. You're intrigued. See? Right. I love when that happens. You have to blur the lines because you know. Mm-hmm. Here it is. So Jeff Jarrett promises a receipt for Max Caster tonight. I, we'll check the rating. We will we'll see if there's a bump. Hope they get paid. Be nice if they just really went at it and like busted each open each other open hard way. Um I don't know. Can the network air that anymore? I don't see is why blood, not. Is blood allowed still? Okay. I don't I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't watched the program in quite some time. Next week, everybody, uh, which will be uh you will join us. If you're joining us for a live taping, it will be Wednesday. Will D- be- Dom just said that they 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 bleed they bleed like uh fourth graders at AEW. Okay. So I don't know I don't know what that reference is. Oh, I get it. It started earlier nowadays. Uh, oh my goodness! I actually looked to see if it said that like an idiot. <laughs> so the I think Dom, what are you smoking? Uh, January eleventh. So next week, next a- Wednesday, Angel January Dust. 11th. It's making a comeback. Uh, so it's just a couple of nights from now, guys. You watch if you're watching this on the Monday, this Wednesday, we will be doing another live audience taping. So if you are on ad-free shows. On one of the plans that allows you this, uh, please come and join us again. It was a big success last month. Everyone liked being a part of it. We like talking to everybody too. So, um, I was I gave my I gave my entire uh, check to uh, St. Jude. That's good. And they actually you, they asked for more. That you were, it was one they, of the they, few they, times they said, "Are are you kidding me?" Uh, um, yeah, they, they said please. exactly. They said I said. I said, well, don't worry, because I'm going to send a, a couple more uh, checks that are owed to me later on. And they said, yeah, good luck with that. Um, it's Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, come join us. You will have access to the pre-show meeting, the weekly meeting, which everyone seemed to enjoy, a little behind the scenes, a lot of the serious business we cover before going on the air. Uh, mostly references. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's a cock. Um, you know what? I, 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 I got to say this. Um, are you wearing a cup right now? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I got a cup on. 
I, I always wear a cup anytime I go into the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that nobody in the NFL wears a cup. Is it not possible that they're more form-fitting, that they don't have these big bulky ones like we have oh. from Little League here? Oh. Uh, Pop Warner football. It was like a fucking salad bowl pressing on, on your gonads. The smallest one you could wear would be like a UFC fighter's cup, mm-hmm. you know, that just kind of, you know. It, it would be visible. Yeah, it'd be visible. Man. that it, These guys look like it's just, it's. I don't get it, man. Like the, a helmet to the to the to the three piece package would. Uh, even on your thigh, the thigh pads look even like way smaller. Not, yeah, and, and the like, and the re- receivers don't even wear them. Right. The receivers have like kickers, uh, shoulder pads on. They're going to be going back to the Belichnikov like one bar pretty soon. You know, remember Belichnikov had the one bar. That gross. Yeah. When you had the option to basically just, but, yeah, but, they went they went from that to like the full cage, then the full cage with the the blackout, like Eric Dickerson had, uh-huh. and yeah, uh, I've but noticed it's funny, it. If you look at the like, look at like either like Herschel Walker or maybe Earl Campbell, the, and they were running back, so their body gear oh was massive, but then they had the thin double gimmick on. So the least protected part of the body in the seventies was the head and face. Yeah, but you could also you you led with your head. That's what I'm saying. It's insanity. You led with your head down. Yeah, I mean, you led with your head down, and you could. Yeah, now it's like that, you know. And the goalpost was in the center of the end zone. How many people (laughs) got taken out by that thing on a a fucking seven yard cross? Oh God! In route, boom. Least you have to worry about is the safety. So join us uh, Wednesday in two days for the uh, live taping, 6 p.m. Uh, go to uh, adfreeshows.com if you need more information. Kev, in, uh, I'm going to find out what state this is. Here's a headline for you Man forgets wife at rest stop, drives 100 miles before realizing it. This is real. It's on iHeartRadio. And uh, what is the state there? It is, oh, it's actually, it's out of the country, if I remember. Uh, am I wrong about that? Am I wrong about that? Thailand? Yes. See, in Thailand, this is probably common practice. I don't know. but I was um, going to say, if they're in Ukraine, somebody might, might have been walking artillery rounds up on him. He said, fuck this, I'm gone. I'm gone. Boon Tom Chiamun. Oh. Was. He's known for that. His uh, 49-year-old wife, uh, Amnwe, who's they obviously- read, they, they, they wrote a song about him. They welcome to the Boontown. Boontown Rats. Uh, yeah. Good band. Yeah. Um, you know, she, uh, she must have been a very quiet woman. There's no way in the world I've ever been with anyone that I wouldn't have realized wasn't next to me for 100 miles. Ever. Unless you paid eight grand for her. Right. Exactly. You might have left her someplace. I'll bet there's an option on those real dolls for a little voice box in there. Yeah. You can program what they say. That's but Maybe that's coming. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know Dave and Buster's co-founder died? James Buster Corley uh, committed suicide. Yeah. And uh, 
That was an interesting story about the, the whole David. He was Buster's. trying to he was trying to play that Operation Wool. I don't know if you guys ever played that at Dave and Buster's, but it was you you were a spy and you had to take over this submarine and you you dumped seven thousand dollars into this fucking thing and you got one one try at the end to to throw this loop onto the submarine. I think he he probably finally figured out that you can't win, and he he, he just said, "That was the end. That's it." So me, guy, me me and T used to fucking dump so much money into that thing. What was it called? I think it was called Operation Wolf. Is you that were, did you, so? You've been to Dave and Buster's. Oh yeah, me and T the, used the one yeah. in Daytona. There's one over there by the. No, we we used to. This is when uh, we lived in Atlanta. Oh okay. I mean, I think it might have actually, it may not be a Dave and Buster's. It may just been called like USA Arcade or some shit, but it was a giant arcade. And, and T and I would, we would, we would leave his room after playing video games all day and then go up there and, uh, drop, you know, quarters in the. What is this Bucky's thing? You know, that big Bucky's by 95 there. Yeah. And that's a gas station. It's a, it's, it's a, What's the big building? Is it a restaurant or, or a store or a mall or it's a gas got, station? What it's, the got a, it's got like 120 pumps. But then it's, there's this huge building. Yeah. Is it a restaurant too? It's it's everything. It's everything you want it to be. It's, 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 a, it's like it's it's got that um, when you walk into Cracker Barrel feeling, that little buy some shit. Exactly. It has that. candy. It's and got some the... Syrup. And and they also I think have every country western CD ever ever uh, and I'm talking country and western. I'm not talking about country western. I'm talking about like Rick Merle. Red Red Sovine, you know. Song so song brought a tear to a glass eye. Um, but uh, it's got a little of everything, and I I'm, look at that. So you 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 pump some gas, then you go in there, and there's sweets. You got pulled pork and sausage for God's sakes! Look at that. You can get your you can get your pork actually pulled there. That's it, just, it's, it's that's, in the back. It's an extra. It's a, look at that. Yes, there it is. The uh, six thousand pumps because there's that many people needing to get gas at any one time. And they built it out like uh, in Daytona Beach. We have one. And they, it, there's this this road called LPGA, and out there was they they built the uh, the golf course for the LPGA, the Women's mm-hmm. you know, Pro Golf League, and so now everything on earth is moved out there, and the road that crosses over 95 is two lanes each way. Yeah. So it's this bottleneck fuck up. <laughs> then they built they built Margaritaville. Which was Jimmy Buffett's one of his, you know, yes. bullshit. Yeah, and and like the houses started three hundred thousand, and they're basically mobile homes. And there is as far as you can see, they're building those. But they did put a grocery, they put a public grocery store out there. So I guess that was to, uh, you know, suffice. It's just it's a just a clusterfuck. It's a good restaurant on that LPGA road there. That. Uh... Not Brick House. What the hell is it called? Something House. Redstone? Redstone? I don't know. Uh, Vince Carter used to have a restaurant out there. Give them a rub. Um, Yeah, Vince Vince Carter used to have a restaurant out there. The, uh, 
so the so Dave and Buster. So they were two guys. Oh. One had a restaurant, and then one had the um, like an amusement park, not a park, but a <clears throat> like an arcade next to it. Right. And they people would always they noticed like would frequent both. They go to one and then go to the other, or go to one and then go to the other. So they just decided, hey, I think they started in Dallas. They were like, hey, well, let's smash it all together. It'll be a restaurant and oh. and an amusement uh, place. That's uh, thank God they didn't like. Thank God it wasn't like a high colonic bar and a dentist's office. Right. Thank God it was like food and amusements that that got merged. Did Stonewood, they, I, Stonewood Grill just came to me. Stonewood. Yeah, it's Sto- Stonewood is Vince <clears throat> Car- Vince. That's Vince Carter's old restaurant. Okay. There's a Stonewood and Ormond Beach also on the beach road. And we used to have one on Dunlawton in uh, Port Orange, but it closed. <clears throat> so, yeah, so Dave and Buster's, two, it was two two guys had the two businesses and they, uh, they smashed them together. How about that? So uh, it, is ti- it is time for the stiff one of the week. And as always, it is brought to us. By Blue Chew. Yay! You know what? I am such a fan of Blue Chew, Kevin. I They are one of our most dedicated sponsors. Maybe our, one of our oldest sponsors, too. So I want something a little special for Blue Chew this week. I figured we could maybe maybe have somebody come, on, come in and uh, tell us, Kevin, when I'm relaxing with one of my tentophiles after the matches, and I want a damn earthquake in my pants. You know where I turn? It ain't Arby's. That's right. Blue Chew. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. I usually take mine about 15 minutes before the match, so when I do the earthquake drop and impale my opponent with my tentacle... I'm dying over here. (laughs) Blue Chew. Hold on. I need to drink something. All right. There we go. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form. Chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night, in the locker room, in the restaurant, anywhere you are. Plan ahead. Be ready when the opportunity arises, and the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. You'll receive your prescription within days. Okay, no visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. Me and Typhoon used to talk about our rock-hard cocks. I don't want to talk about it with the doctor. Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped right to your door. I love taking my gimmick and then standing in the full-length mirror naked so I can look like the letter Q. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence, guys, and Blue Chew can help give you that confidence. So if you could benefit from that confidence, listen up here. My boy Kevin has a special deal. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Nash to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the stiff one of the week. Wow. See ya, boys. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs>
always good to see John Tenta. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy, but I heard that when he when earthquake came, it actually it, it was it was almost at the force of a tsunami. Yes, unbelievable. Was, his cock was the third natural disaster. Yeah. It was yeah. earthquake, typhoon, and tsunami. Tsunami. The the fucking the amount of jism being he was he was just known as a load blasting savage. I mean it's just yeah, has another gimmick boy. And a good band name too, <laughs> now that you think about it. The, ladies and gentlemen, the load blasting savages. Our first hit. Cover your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kev, t- this week's stiff one is is actually a fan recalling uh, a story about Nash at the Marriott back in the day. This is courtesy of Big E eight thousand five. Okay, and and let's hear this story of uh, some classic Nash here. Do I want to? Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. So I went to the fucking Save a Lot and uh. I had my uh, fucking Tondo shirt on, right? And this bag lady was standing there. And not boy, you mean she's bag slash cashier lady. But, um, like, she saw the shirt and goes, Oh, Madman Tondo, huh? Who, who is that? Like a band or something? I said, No, I was a wrestler. She's all wrestler, huh? I said, Yeah. And she said, oh you, oh, you big boy, you must be a wrestler. I said, Yeah, sort of. And laughing for a second. And uh, she says that she, back in the 90s, she used to work at, uh, I think, I don't know, the Marriott or one of the big ass hotels over in fucking Louisville, right? She was a. Uh, what they call them, the housekeeping bitches. And uh, one night, fucking Nash and Pac and fucking Scott Hall was all in there and they had a hotel room together. And uh, she didn't know that they were still there, so she went into uh, in the room to start cleaning. And uh, she opens the door, and as she's walking in, the bathroom door opens, and here comes fucking Nash, full-blown naked. And uh, she was like, and she was like, and I tell you, I'm a religious woman, but boy, holy, was it a pleasure to see that? And I started laughing, I went, 11 soft baby and she went every bit of it <laughs> so apparently motherfucker really is wa- rocking some dong but uh yeah she said after they left <coughs> they went in to clean the room and um cases of beer bags of fucking weed fucking uh, bottles of liquor and uh, they all tipped in and threw in fucking uh, about 200 bucks a pop on the couch because uh they felt bad about her walking in and seeing nash naked so yeah it was pretty so apparently there's some fucking cool ass dudes which i kind of assumed anyway do you remember the occasion? <laughs> it was your average Tuesday morning. And, and I, I bet you she walked in and fucking. I was naked coming out of the shower and the other guys were fucking probably smoking up. And we probably felt like, well, since she didn't rat us out, we uh, left her some cash. Take care of her. 200 bucks. Not fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Great one this week. Uh, okay, Florida man or Jersey guy? Uh, Kev, I'm going to read you two headlines. They are both real. One references uh, a Florida man. One references Jersey guy. Your record is stellar at this game. I think there's 17 wins. Let's see if we can get 18 here. Uh, shoplifting duo attempted to steal $370 worth of condoms and energy drinks. And the other headline... Man charged with battery after slapping police horse's butt. Shoplifting. First is, first is Florida, second is Jersey. 
Um, you might be on the opposite end of this, Kevin. Uh, the shoplifting duo uh, is, in fact, from South Jersey. South Jersey police have nabbed two suspects involved with attempting to steal $370 worth of condoms and energy drinks. So they were in for a big night. Uh, let's see. This is... Uh, like, I'll guarantee these motherfuckers had fl- Florida fucking driver's license. <laughs> Uh, actually, it was two guys. I, I I saw a couple. I thought it was a guy and a girl, you know, planning for a big night. But right. uh, it is actually Abby Graham. Oh, no, no, that that is a female Abby. Okay, so uh, that she was the driver. Louis Diana was the first man, and uh, let me see who was the second. Louis Diana and another unidentified man. It says, and then there's it was a hard. It was a hard one because there wasn't really anything. You know, I had to go on. Eh, I really don't see a whole lot of horse like cops on on horses down here. Well, let's well, let's see. That might be a trick. Maybe it happened elsewhere. No, Saint Petersburg. Um, Saint Petersburg. According to police, uh, Alicia Lalani was charged with battery on a police horse after he slapped a police horse's butt with an uh, open hand around 2 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, two officers were patrolling the area on horseback, and they noticed the man uh, approached them with one arm raised. Okay. Well, that's what's going on in St. Pete. Yeah, but you can take a rider's whip and take it all the way around the Kentucky Derby and that's pound true. the dog shit. Right. Out of your horse. Not a police horse, though, mind you. No, just a just a young young thoroughbred. You know, this was maybe the uh, best week and worst week for football in some oh, yeah. time. If you watched any of the, did you catch the bowl games? Oh, that's uh, what, what, that's all. That's all I did. I had. I watched. I watched. I watched. Them. I watched the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. So this is my problem with the, with this this whole bowl system bullshit. It was four and a half weeks since these teams played. Mm-hmm. So that would be like having the 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 basketball tournaments and then starting March Madness in June. Like, what the fuck is that? TCU was beat to shit. They get four and a half weeks. Tennessee's quarterback had an ACL tear against South Carolina. They got five weeks to put some guy in I've never even seen before. It's like, that. it's... And then they're saying, we're going to add more games and more games and more games. Yeah, anybody that's a fourth rounder or... or or up is not going to play in them. It's like, well, right because, but why? Why is it scheduled like? Why the gaps in scheduling? Like the NCAA basketball is really tight. Actually, the the March Madness tournament is probably one of the best organized uh, by far championship. Uh, I mean, you're you're finishing you're finishing the uh, your conference tournament, and that next day is the play in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. This bullshit of five weeks between games, 
And then now another week, it's like, what the fuck is that? The seating is really tight too. I mean, it's 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 a pleasure to enjoy every every year. And then anyway. everybody that's an Alabama fan knows that Alabama, with that much rest, would have drilled TCU. Well, the games the the only the only blowout was really uh, was well, LSU, right? That was like sixty something to. Who they it was seven Purdue right, Citrus Bowl, but they were all like uh, uh, Tennessee was a blowout. Tennessee beat the shit out of Clemson. Yeah, that's true. Tulane and USC that was a, that was within a point, for forty six forty five Cotton Bowl. Um, South Carolina, if 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 South Carolina w- would have went from the season and played Notre Dame, South Carolina would have beat Notre Dame. But with five weeks to, to get Notre Dame to get their, their horses back. Yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, that was That's South Carolina that's South Carolina, man. They've got they've got some some studs on that team. The frustration though, you played college ball. Imagine if you coach at the college level, you can only count on your better players. Being there for two years, right? right? Maybe three. Maybe somebody hangs on for the third year. the The amount of emphasis that has to go into recruiting, I would love to know the budget, the recruiting budget, for one of these big schools. Oh, it's it's astronomical because it's all about the churn. But also, you also have to realize though that they they've got this thing where it's almost like okay. Say Saban. So Saban, Saban's uh, like Calipari at, at Kentucky. You walk into the Kentucky locker room and they've got this mural of all the guys that Calipari has put in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a who's who. Uh, th- then you walk into double doors and it, in the locker room, the flooring is the flooring from the New Orleans Superdome where they won the last national champion. Mm. And you go into Calipari's room, his office, and he has basketballs printed from all these incredible victories. And then you go someplace else and you're just like, that's like Saban. So Saban has these camps, you know, that these young kids go to that want to go to Alabama. So he's re. He's recruiting them like I remember, like Magic Johnson and I went to the University of Michigan's camp, and while everybody else was getting checked in, Magic and I were getting a, a tour of the University of Michigan. Now Magic went to Eastern Michigan. I mean, went to Michigan State. Michigan State. And I went to Tennessee, but we, I know for a fact that my family did not pay for Michigan basketball camp. I know that Irvin's family. Did not pay for Michigan basketball camp. Right. And I know that Irvin and I were roommates, which was kind of convenient since they were highly recruiting us. Right. And then Jay Vincent, who was also there, I believe, on scholarship because he wasn't paying. And Jay and uh and and Magic both ended up at Michigan State, and that was I mean that that's the kind of shit that goes on that. That illegal stuff, man. 
crazy. Well, technically, though, it's it's not illegal, right? Because you're just you're coming to play. At no, the tournament. Be, no, but no, because every other kid that's at that basketball camp is paying several hundred dollars for the week, mm-hmm. and we're not. No, you got a merit scholarship. No, we're fucking being recruited by. Of course, of course. <laughs> but on paper, it's a merit scholarship for your yeah, accomplishments to reward you. And I'm sure some some alumni wrote a check, so it wasn't you know they had some coverage, mm-hmm. and he, I'm sure he had a lawn care service that all three of us worked a a week. But I some bullshit. I do take. I have to take my hat off to these institutions that have legacies of success at the college level i'm talking oh yeah because of the massive amount of turnover and and the the incredible recruiting efforts that you steve flying all over the country steve can you find out right now how many alabama crimson tide uh alumni are in the nfl playing oh god I, i i bet you it's 80 i know that saban coached uh Four Heisman winners, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, and Bryce Young, as recently as 2021. So Crimson Tide, 391 players into the NFL, well, since the since 1936. But his record, Saban's so most record of those, is 280 and 69. A, a, a lot of those guys from 36 aren't playing anymore. No, that's... <laughs> Uh, his record is 280 and 69. Is, is this current? Okay, so two, yeah, yeah, 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2020, 2019. Yeah, yeah, not only drafted, but like the, the last column is Pro Bowl. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, That's right. if you want to play pro football, you go to, you go to Alabama. Period. Lesson here is if you're going to coach college ball, get yourself in a school with an amazing recruiting system. It's it's almost more important than what you do once they get to you, getting you what, the right. What talent. do you what do you, what do you think a, uh, a NFL coach makes? Like the league average. Yeah. Put it at a mill. Okay, it's probably I'd say six. Oh, only head uh, head coaches you mean yeah head coaches oh, okay um yeah I mean, it might it's like that, six huh? i think i think that uh uh tomlin uh god fuck the i know the saban makes 10 i know the so, saban so seven okay so average seven. Sa- saban's deal was 98 million dollars whenever he signed it so a hundred million dollar deal is what Saban's deal was in college. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? It's incredible. But then again, I mean, how many he, he produces? No, of course, of course, it's worth it to yeah. remember when that um, th- the big controversy was uh, sponsorships allowing because you can't pay a college player. But then they were talking about allowing sponsorships to kind of be that. So Dom, Dom has it. It's seventy-four players are currently in the NFL. Four of them on, are on my Detroit Lions. So seventy-four. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Belichick, uh, twelve point five million. By the way, 
Um, yeah. So when that when they started to propose that college players, though they couldn't take money for playing their sport, they could take an endorsement. I don't think it ever happened, right? It was no. Uh, they, they they, now, now they have where they have their intellectual property, and guys can go and do signings and make twenty and thirty thousand dollars to sign jerseys, and so I mean they've got a revenue stream now. Right. Okay. So, but they still can't take Nike's money or anything like that for wearing uh, no for wearing their shoes or anything because that's that that's the, 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 you're screwing with the uh, the university's money because the university. I remember uh, Tennessee had some uh, with some really good years, and I think they had a deal with Adidas, and then they had like a couple of shit years. And the next thing you knew, the uh, they were wearing uh, they were wearing Nikes, and their 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 payment was a lot less. You know, like instead of a seven million dollars plus all 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 gear, it was a you know a, a four million dollars in all gear. When you were there, did they do? Uh, did they have athletic gear sponsorships? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, my freshman year, we were still under. I think we were under Converse, and then uh, my sophomore and junior year, we were with Adidas. And did you have choice as to which model you, which uh, make? Like, I still wore the old because we still had Converse there. I still wore the old. You couldn't wear that. You just had to wear all white Converse, but they were leather. They were just, uh, I don't know. They were just, I, I just liked the way they felt. Me and my, my uh, roommate, Steve Ray, both wore, wore cons. They white on white? The, the uh, Yeah, white on whites. Yeah. But leather, I mean, they were sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I think I wore like the Adidas Pro models uh, for, you know, like the ones that uh, Kareem wore. Mm-hmm. I wore those for a while. So, you know, we had all this uh, all this football to watch, and then in the Monday night game, uh. and you know, this is an ongoing story. So I, I do have to say that this is a Wednesday that we're shooting. Yeah. This was two nights ago. This happened. All right. So it's not even forty eight hours at this point. But um, yeah. So like after all that, and then fucking Demar Hamlin. The hit that, if I showed it to you on a replay and didn't tell you what was coming next, you wouldn't even blink at the hit. Um, it the tackle really it was, it was contact, and then the tackle. Uh, Hamlin brought him to the down, brought him down to the ground, completes the tackle, gets up, and then passes out. Turns out it's a cardiac arrest, as everyone knows. And there's just <clears throat> uh, the way I saw it explained by I have no medical training. This may shock everyone hosting a podcast about cock that uh but th- there is a millisecond uh in the heartbeat where the right amount of force can just shut the entire goddamn system down and it was like it's like that one in a million uh convergence and that's what happened apparently okay, what they know as of now again 48 hours out here uh, our information leads to the cardiac arrest. And Kevin brought it up before where the resuscitation is happening live on the field in front of, you know, 70,000 fans. And and, it's, the and the thing is, if you've ever... Cardiac resuscitation 
like CPR. Number one, you would have had to have, because you couldn't see, you've got to get his shoulder pads off him. You've got to, so you've got to cut, you got to cut the jersey. You've got to cut the, 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 the strap. I mean, you've got to get it under the pads. Yeah. yeah. And then now, and then it's, it's a very violent and, and I mean, you, they crack ribs. It's a, to, to, to compress the heart with it, with a human body. It's, it's a, it's violent. They're, you're, it's, it's, it's something you, I saw it as close up as you can possibly see it. And it's those guys, the post-traumatic stress that, that I have, I know that I share with every one of those guys on the field. Like that was, that's their brother. That's their, you know, and, and if you're on the other team, it's, it's, you all, anytime somebody gets hurt in a sport that you do, it's always you because you know that it could have just as easily been you. And it took so long. I mean, it, and I go crazy because maybe I'm so, so close to this, you know, not even three months out from my son's, my son having a cardiac arrest. But it's like, it just seems like they were so, even the, driving the ambulance out of the field, it was like they were going three miles an hour. Like everything they did just seemed so slow. And you would think that the ambulance that's in the tunnel would be basically a, a trauma unit. You know, I mean, well, the it, doctors, it, the, the personnel that go out onto the field, it, it's um, it's not just the ambulance crew. They have, you know, the, the, oh, that, yeah, the club so, physicians yeah, yeah, for each team. But are they, you know, most of those guys are orthos. Those guys are orthopedics, yeah, man. Don't you don't, you don't have it. I would like to know how many, how many teams have a cardiologist on the field, you know? Mm, I don't know. If that's a requirement to be in the building or not, I don't know. I, I it should be. Yeah, it should be now. Is it possible? Like, do they need to? And again, you have the most unfortunate firsthand uh, be able to talk about this. But um, before you can lift and stretcher and and load, you've somebody, got to get the heart started. I was going to say that it probably has to be at a certain place where they say, "Okay, we have." 15 seconds we can do this now but they can't get off him well once you once once you put once you put the defibrillation on and you say clear everybody clears and they send the electric jolt because that's what happened is that the heart is stopped and it needs electric current to go back through it and my son they gave him he didn't even you know they you see it on those things with the, on the on the movies, and the the person does the jolt. My son yes. didn't didn't jolt or anything. They gave him a, a and they were just kind of like uh, it wasn't paddles. It was like strips, like a stick-on strip that you would put on a tens unit almost. And they gave him a jolt, and immediately 
I could see the arrhythmia, but I could also read on the top of it that he was still in AFib. So even though he, he had a pulse, he was still in AFib. And he was in AFib until we got him to ICU. And then they he had some uh, some kind of blood, uh, whether it was his esophagus or a, an ulcer. He had some kind of blood. Was, they were pumping blood out of his stomach. And I saw where, uh, where Hamlin, they, they had some blood in his lungs. From the compressions, maybe, right? Because I, you never know. I mean, it's just so you, you don't know. You know. Of course, he's so much healthier than my son was. Um, but you would think, and I'm sure that going to the U University of Cincinnati trauma, trauma Center, but Halifax Trauma Center, that's where they brought Earnhardt. I mean, it's a it's a good trauma center, but you would think that they would have a portable CT unit where they didn't have to. But if somebody's in critical condition, should be able to put a CT unit over the top of them and get a reading. And that, that, they didn't have that at, at, at Halifax. And he was you, you couldn't have put him on another stretcher and moved him with ninety five things hooked up to him. You know, a, so a CT scan to be able to see, to see what the what fuck damage. Yeah. What right. do you, what, what, what are we, what are we dealing with? Because mm -hmm. if you look at it slowly, that, uh, the blow that he hits th their, their shoulder pads are so short now that, I mean, your heart goes to here. So if that blow was under, like under, like this, this way, mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're basically getting that whole bottom of the heart, and that's what what happens is like my son's. Even though they got him back up, he was always he was like seventy over fifty five. You know, where I would be seventy over one twelve, one twenty, whatever. Like they never could get his. Oh, his, 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 um, he was his, his blood pressure. It was never his, his heart muscle right. was damaged to the point where it wasn't pushing enough blood. And, uh, they, they were trying to find different things to, um, to get the bleeding stopped that was eternally. And finally they did because it's, you know, the, they had a, a tube in his mouth and it's, it's, it stopped, uh, taking blood out. But at that point, I mean, it's like, you know, his, his heart, like, when your heart's that damaged for that long, they put, they put, uh, Hamlin in a coma. Yeah. He was medically induced. And, um, so, and I think one of the things they can do is they can chill the body. My son's body was, was already going so cold they had to go the opposite way and put basically like a heating uh to heat the body hmm. so um but to, to, for his parents right now who are sitting there and watching that 
respirator breathe for their child, it's just like, ugh. I mean, it like it was it was almost like it happened at nine o'clock at night. My son happened at ten o'clock in the morning, so we had like my wife and I kind of were figuring out, you know, where he would be, and the fact that he made it past, um, you know, the second day is good. I, I believe. Um, the last I, I, update I, actually, I have here his is... Uncle, his uncle's name is uh, Dorian Glenn. And he, his name is Dorian Glenn. This was two hours before we came on tonight. And he said, his uncle said he, it, he seemed to be trending upwards. Uh, the last thing I saw, they were able to lower the oxygen delivery from 100% to 50 So he's... Breathing at a fifty percent capacity, which prior to that it was he needed. I mean, he was right. breathing for him at a hundred percent. So uh, that's certainly uh, a good indication. And now you know. Now the the thing is, is you know, and I I, I don't want to be you know, but I think that the next thing we were dealt with was when we sat down with with the uh, with the trauma the trauma people was how long was the afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think paula while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year it is far less likely than it is on thirty thousand dollars a year right i would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight it was a hundred percent you need to make more money make smarter choices and build a better life afford anything wherever you listen brain starved for the proper amount of, of, of oxygen. Right. And yeah. now, now you've got that deal. So just like, yeah, you might, you know, would, if my son would have made it and been a, a vegetable, hmm. is, is that a win? Yeah. You know, all questions that the Hamlin family is going to be dealing with. And I mean, I pray, I pray for him and I just, you know, but I'm sorry, man. If I'm the Hamlin family, you can you can try to tell me that my my son's uh, toy toy run is at six million dollars. Fuck you. I mean, that don't give me your. Let's feel good about it. Don't give me the coom. The oh, co- the drive that he was doing. Don't to- give me the ESPN Monday night kumbaya bullshit. While you got a kid down in Miami that shouldn't be fucking on the field, like, oh, it, it, oh Tua. the 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 NFL way, things are cheap. I read today it was like fucking. They talked about they talked about Hamlin for fucking a paragraph, and then the next paragraph was, and the NFL has has yet to determine when they're going to play this game. If they're gonna, if they're gonna be asked to play New New England, da 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 da, business is fucking usual. Well, there are no plans actually right now to re oh, to replay the game because they they're 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 they're, they're, go, they're trying to figure out right now what the fuck do we do because we don't want to come across callous, but we've got playoffs, we got shit to do, and you know that. 
You can't tell me that they're just going to, there's just, you know what, there's things more important than football right now. You can't tell me that that's what the front office and that's what the fucking, that that's, that, that that's absolutely where this is coming from. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't say, yeah, it wouldn't say that in the second paragraph. I know. There would be no statement from the NFL. There's a lot of money at stake. They'll do the, they'll be an obligatory, you know, his name will be on everybody's gear Sunday, probably on the helmets or on the arm, on their sleeves or a patch on the chest. And, uh, and then it'll be back to, uh, collecting that commercial money. And, uh. Um, business as usual, like you said, is selling out the stadiums. Um, they started. I think the Bills started practice for the first time today. Uh, a walkthrough, they call it. Um, no pads, maybe a walkthrough. I don't know. They used to call it no pads when I played football. But yeah. Um, and uh, they replaced. Uh, they signed uh, Jared Maiden of the Jets, and um. Uh, from the Jets practice squad, actually, uh, to make room uh, to, to to replace him, and uh, actually released uh, cornerback uh, Xavier Rhodes um, in a corresponding move. But um, you will see that, and uh, you know the the call to suspend the game came from. Uh, I think the coaches were the first ones. I think the the officials first told them to uh, that they'd have five minutes to prepare the teams and get back out on the field. And I think it was the coaches that got together and said these they can't play tonight. Players are in no place. Coaches can't coach a game. Um, you know, coach probably wanted to be in the in the ambulance. With Hamlin, but I, th- I think Hamlin's family, Hamlin's mother, I know. Just a tough situation. Tough situation. And um, so they're jumping right to week 18 is uh, is apparently the uh, the plan. I don't know. Schedule-wise, everyone talking about uh, what they're going to do, but uh, they... Uh, I don't know. This the the thing is that the game has significance because of the team's records. I mean, that's why this is being debated hotly um, because it's uh, it playoff implications. So that's where the questions come from. But uh, Kev, did you watch? Did you see the coverage on ESPN at all when they? Um, they uh when it was when we were unsure whether there was going to be a game yeah that's right that's what I, that was my kumbaya reference with booger i don't know what the fuck his name is booger and the the woman and the other guy and oh they just they kept throwing to them i was waiting for them to go to heidi i really was it's like what the fuck you know i would have taken heidi get out of it and, and, and then and and then they go to this this um let's show as much of the clip as possible until he gets to his feet and then 
crumbles again. And then they figured, now oh, that's kind of fucked up. Let's just show the hit. And then they showed that like 29 times. And then finally, you know, they start praying. And I'm just like, you know what? How about getting the fuck out of this? Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm not blaming the 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 three commentators because they, they, a it was unplanned, obviously, so they don't have anything to talk about. Everyone saw the hit, and everyone saw what happened afterwards, and there was no information. They're expecting these people to talk for a half hour, or an hour, however long it was before the game got called, to talk for an hour with no information. I uh, went so this a solemn moment. Th this is how fucked up this whole thing is. So I go to CNN. Sanjay Gupta's giving me his his you know nothing, 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 nothing. Finally, I said, you know what? I said I'm going to go to Fox. I go to Fox News. On the bottom of the screen says game has been suspended. First first time I've heard this. I've been on every other fucking thing. Fox tells me the game suspended, and they've, they're showing me completely different pictures of the guys walking from the field down the tunnel, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, I, I, that, I, I, that I, I put on Fox because I actually got some coverage. They, before, I had CNN, um, not CNN, I had ESPN on the whole time. Before they called the game, I watched... Somebody say they saw uh, Stefan Diggs in a towel, right. having just come out of the shower, out out of pads completely, in a towel, eleven soft. Um, the uh, the crew. So he'd taken a cold shower. Exactly. See, that's the thing. He was down <laughs> from sixteen to eleven. Uh, the crew was wheeling all this sideline equipment, everything. And, and, but there, at that point. Everybody knew. Everyone in the building knew. The commentating is telling you it, it, it appears that they're, uh, that this is it's not going forward. Yes, it, it appears with, with the towel. As they take the bag of balls off the field. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, they loaded up those carts and, and wheeled them out. I was looking at the fans in the stands to see if they were going to turn and head for the exits as they clear the field of, of anything sports related other than the lines drawn on the grass and uh, everyone hung in there. And then eventually they put up uh, uh, the, the, on the, uh, on the stadium boards and then you started to see the, uh, the X, I guess they made an announcement too. I didn't hear it, but. Um, just a really, just a really weird week for football. The highs of of all those bowl games, all those close games. Yeah, it's the, probably the best football I've seen all year on any level. Yeah. I I can't say that, man, because the NFL has been so great this it year. Has it's been fun? I mean, the Lions are eight and eight. We're going up to land to to Lambeau, and, and we have a chance that you know, if, if we can win, we we go to the playoffs. That's all you can ask for. Be down to the last game. In a perfect world, we're at Ford Field, but we're not. We've beaten we've beaten the Packers once this year, so we shall see. We shall see. Open that DraftKings app. All right, everyone, we're talking football, and the NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place 
for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Okay, $200 in free bets by just laying out a $5 bet. Doesn't matter if you win or lose, you just get it. Okay, plus all new and existing customers can get what's called a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place an NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Okay, action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I play every week. I'm a fan. I always do a parlay. Okay, I do multiple parlays. Okay, I have the early game action, the mid game action, and I'm always in the night game action too. Okay, and you know my strategy. What I like to do, if you're looking for a little tip, this is my preference. The win and the spread uh, sometimes can get hairy. You know, you you play a team, they're up by a, a big lead, they lay off a little bit, right? So the you know the, the team underneath gets a little close, they lose the game, but you know what? They hit your spread. I play player props okay when when i've identified players on a team that are going to have an advantage uh, a mismatch with a receiver and a secondary i'm going to play that receiver to get 75 yards maybe a touchdown depending on what they've done this season i like the player props i'll occasionally throw the team in there too i usually stay away from the points but i parlay that a same game parlay and um, it exponentially increases the prize. I might lay down 25 bucks, and I, I might have a prize of 250 on the line. Okay, depends on what you take, of course, the odd slide. That's my strategy. That's what I do every week, and I've had success. I'm up on the year. Sorry, DraftKings. I know. I, know. I am up on the year in the hundreds. Um, listen, guys, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TKNP. The Kevin Nash Podcast. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Okay, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TKNP for The Kevin Nash Podcast. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes below for details. Thank you, DraftKings. All right, we're back. Click this, The Kevin Nash Podcast. Uh, hashtag Ask Nash on Twitter. It's the way to get your questions here. And if you missed us earlier... Um, please give us your feedback to weekly episodes on Twitter. The cesspool that uh, has become uh, YouTube will not be taking comments anymore. Hey, Kev, you talk about growing up in Detroit. Do you and Eminem have any connections? No. He's young. Yeah, but I, was, I, I just assume I was, I was, I was, I was long gone. Did you enjoy the movie Eight Mile? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Just because Kim Basinger was in it. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a good movie. Joe Klemenchek, in the Monday Night War documentary, Eric Bischoff says he was offered the WCW videotape library at the close of WCW. He scoffed, saying without a TV deal, it was worth a couple of bucks, end quote. How much do you think he could have made on that after the network launched. I mean, I don't know, a couple mil. Yeah, I mean, they would have needed it, right? That's pretty, that. pretty important. Uh, 
The tape library is every wrestling federation. It's the history of every wrestling federation. Hold on to your I mean, tape you get, library. I think just some of that, that Buddy Landell stuff was just priceless. Do you like that better than Black Bart? Bob Roop? All that shit was good. Um, Cab Manning, with all the celebs you both have dealt with, who have you both fanboyed out over? Have you asked for an autograph, and who was the biggest prick to deal with? Question is for both Sean and Kev. As always, great show. Uh, uh-huh. Did you ever get an autograph? I mean, not when I was seven or eight years old. Yeah, when I was a kid, but when you were working. I did one. I asked for one autograph. I was directing a video for a Phil Rizzuto charity, and... I'm not a baseball fan, but I guess this is cool to hold it up here. I had uh, uh, Yogi Berra and uh, and Phil Rizzuto sign the same ball. Now all the collectors go, oh, are you fucked up? Dude? You can't have two signatures on one ball. I'm not a collector. They're both sitting there. I'm working with them. I had a few minutes. I said, Yogi, sign this ball for me. Hand it to Phil. Phil, sign the ball for me. I thought sure. it was cool. I, I've got everybody that's hit 500 home runs. And my Jimmy Fox ball, which was the hard, one of the hardest ones for me to get, is on an Eastern League ball with several other Eastern League uh, signatures. So it's like, you, you know, oh, oh you yeah, go fuck yourself. I know. Find, it's... Find, find me a solo Jimmy Fox ball <clears throat> that's not, Sorry. you know. But like acting talent-wise, like in movies, what? I, I never really fanboyed because when you're working, you're working. It, it takes on a different thing. And I've already told Mike. Robert Duball scratching his balls story. Um, but it was cool to um <clears throat> it was cool to work with. I was directed by I was directed by some good directors. Frank Oz, uh, in uh, The Stepford Wives, where I actually did a one-line replacement for our friend Christopher Walken. When you watch the film, there's a point he's applauding for something, and he turns to his wife and says, This'll be good. And you know it's a lot cheaper to get me in to do that than Chris. So I did. I would say I would think Soderbergh. Oh, that's like huge. when I, when I met when I met Soderbergh yeah. the first day on set. I was a, a huge fan of his work. I just watched Side Effects. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's 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 on. It's either on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix right now. Side Effects with Channing's in it. I think it's a 2013 film. Uh, Kathy Zeta Jones, Jude Law. It's a it's a it's a good movie. Mm, I look for it. A little twisted. That's okay. As are we. Uh, you know what? I I did almost fanboy out. Uh, Sidney Lumet. I did a Sidney Lumet film, but he didn't show up for ADR. I had his book. I was reading his book at the time when I was a film school nerd. So I went to voice the thing. I was hoping he was there. He could sign the book, but but he wasn't there. I, I did for Henry uh, Henry Fink, uh, Henry Winkler mm. at a uh, at a Comic Con. Oh, I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because he was such a gracious. He was so cool, and uh, so we it was time for us to go do our uh, our photo sessions. You know, our, our pro photo ops for the people get in line and pay. You know whatever they pay and there's a background and you take your, your picture with them. Then they come back and pay you, you know, 
more money to sign the damn thing. And he walked like was going to go around so he didn't have to walk as far. And some uh, assistant that was just working the convention, she said, uh, excuse me? And where do you think you're going, sir? He's like, I'm going to go. Next thing you know, I see him packing his shit up and leaving. They pissed him off. Oh, fucking pissed him off, man. Oh, my God. It was it was Madison, Wisconsin. It was it, it was what it was. Wow. Might be a great place to fucking, uh, hmm. great place to live, great place to go to college. Not a great place Sh- to Comic-Con? Shit place to Comic-Con. Definitely not Salt Lake City. <laughs> All right, good question there, Cab. Uh, let me throw another one in. Uh, I, I got I got to be directed by Philip Seymour Hoffman in a film called Jack Goes Boating shortly before he died, and he was great. He gave the best direction I'd ever heard to someone. Someone did a take, a woman, and she was a little. It was a little big. It was a little theatrical, and he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, no, that was good. He goes, do it again. Just take the icing off a little bit. I was like. Fuck, I have to use that. Take the icing off a little. He was great. I just, I watched him and uh, I was flipping channels today and it's Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ben Stiller are playing basketball in this movie. And they play against this guy that's like, takes his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> he's got it. It's long. Along long, came Polly. Yeah, and uh, there's this scene, man, where the like, Stiller goes, "Hey, man, could you, could you, could you put your shirt on?" And the guy's like overweight, like, but I mean, he's like, like so sweatered out. He's that guy you see on the beach. There, there it we, is. there it is. And there's a scene where he like goes up. And his entire body just goes up Stiller's face. But Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman is like talking all this shit like he's a baller, just throwing bricks. It's, it's, I I sat there today and I watched it. I I, I laughed like, (laughs) (laughs) White Lightning, baby. (laughs) Along came Polly. Have to look. Yeah. Yeah. Ronan Pro. I'm watching some old episodes of Superstars, and I see the review from Raw where Sid turns on Sean. What was the deal with those power bombs from Sid? They are some of the worst I have ever seen. Uh, did Sean mention them at all to you because you came in for the save after? Well, if you remember our WrestleMania, Sean took the worst power bomb ever that I've given. I just think that Sean just did not like the feeling of because he was always in, in control of his of his body and when you get picked you're upside down i think you lose uh just lose your whereabouts i just think he didn't did not like that 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 because sid i mean shit sid power bomb my ass and laid me flat there's that particularly brutal one to pillman when he's in the cage Oh yeah, started and he war games. That he's eight feet tall, and the yeah, cage is war you know, games, and he crunch he crunches them both ways. Oh yeah, that's hard to watch. 
Sid, you know, I got to talk about Sid. We periodically get questions uh, for us about Sid, so let's cover it all here. I was I had Sid booked for a uh, an edition of a, a kayfabe video. We're going to do a breaking kayfabe. I was going to talk to him about his career, and uh, wouldn't you know it, he didn't get on the plane. Lost his wallet at the airport. Go figure. Um, but anyway, so what I wanted to tell Sid was if you had to create a professional wrestler in the 80s in a laboratory, it would be Sid. Yeah. It would look like Sid. It would sound like Sid. Some of the improv, <laughs> well, when they let him loose on the mic, you know, got a little hairy sometimes. But but the intensity and the so- and just the look. But he also did the Jake thing where he would go up and then he would get real quiet. Yeah. But anyway, but what I was going to say was he just, what was his problem? Was was he just his worst enemy? Yeah. Because he should have been the biggest name in pro wrestling if you if you walked into the laboratory and saw Sid there. Was he <laughs> just his in his own way? Yeah. Because, I you... mean, they, I, I, the story I heard, and I, I don't know how true it is, but they were going to give him Hogan's boots. And they were going to make Sid, the, and he goes, yeah, but what you really need is a big, vicious heel. And they're like, no, we're, we're going to give you Hogan's boots. You're going to be the, the man. Eh, eh, I think you need a big, vicious heel. So, and then, you know, you always get the Sid playing softball in the summer thing. Right. You know? I, I always liked Sid. I, I've always considered him uh, a, a very good friend. Um, loved to work out. Great guy to travel with. Never missed a meal, never missed a workout. Wasn't a big partier, but once or twice a week, he'd get a little buzz with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, Sid always liked the, the, the smoke. He wasn't, he wasn't going to drink because he wasn't going to take empty calories. Mm. I remember one time Sid and I were driving and we came out of Marion, Indiana. So when we came in, we, we, we came off whatever the interstate is there, and um, we took a right. So when we came out, we both were stoned, and we took a right. So we're driving and talking, driving and talking, driving and talking, and all of a sudden Sid goes, uh, we're heading the long, wrong way. I said, why is that? He goes, we're like we're like sixty miles from like Louisville. We're supposed to be going to Indianapolis. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm driving too. I just stump baked. And the thing was, it wasn't like all we did was go up to the next exit, turn around, and just kept talking. Just like right. fuck it, like we don't care, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, Sid. Uh, Sid could have been a special, special, special. He is. I, I, addition he, to the, I would. He he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I just. I mean, he could just been superstar status. I think it, it could have been. Well, like you talked was, about the Hogan thing. Yeah, that that yeah, it could have been him. Uh, just, after Hogan. No, I just you know. What are you gonna do? Me, I'm gonna read Mr. Mike Noble's question. He says, "Let's see if I can go two for two on questions while in TNA." 
you cut an unairable promo on the Dudleys after Chris Sabin was knocked out by the Dudleys and still tried to get their stuff in on him. If it's not private, could you share some little uh, share a little on this situation? I just I thought it was fucked up. I thought that they should have stopped the match. You know, it wasn't like fucking TNA was, you know, it wasn't like WrestleMania. There was 100,000 people at fucking the impact zone. I just thought they were careless. They hurt they, they hurt a young kid who just happened to be a fucking one of my buddies, one of my young, one of my young bucks from fucking Detroit that I was That's right. very fucking fond of. And, uh, I just went out there and cut a scathing interview, and I got fined. Did you really? Yeah, I got fined. The old fine comes out. I got fined because I, 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 I went into business for myself. So. I think it's fine worthy. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I've heard that uh, from Bubba that Scott and I castrated baby faces, so. You never know. Uh, okay. Windy City Shy Town Challenges. This is the only good thing about Monday morning. Question for Kevin. If you had to pick three wines as a beginner, what wine would you recommend? I ask because you're quite the fan of wine, whereas I'm relatively new, not a big fan of anything that's tart, bitter, or dry, as I am more into red Moscato. Drink beer, fucking Moscato. You can't give him three beginner wines to bring him over to the. Uh, to it the does if you side. don't like if you don't like dry. That means you're you're, you're really not going to like any of the cabs. You're not going to like Chianti's. You're not. I mean, fuck. It's... How about a Merlot? He can he can. Okay. Or a, Pino, or a Pinot. They're a uh, little lighter, right? Pinot has a kind of that. It's got a weird taste to it if you're not a wine guy. You think, um, and then you got to ask his budget, Moscato. What I mean, right? Let's keep it under. Let's keep it under forty. All right. You can get a good bottle of wine for that. Uh, I'm going to go with. Orin Swift, who is always my go-to, and the the wine is called Saldo, S-A-L-D-O, and it looks like somebody took one of those things we had as kids that you turned and you click it and turn and click it and turn and click it, and it makes a little label. The bionic cock? What do you? Oh, oh that you pushed and it would yeah. depress the letter into the tape. Yeah, uh, okay. So that it, it's it's kind of a a tan with white that says Saldo, and it looks like that's stuck on the bottle, and that's the only thing that's on the bottle. Okay. $27. It's some places will rate it uh, 89. Some will rate it up to a 91. It's a Zinfandel. It's it's a higher alcohol content, but it's uh, it's it's got, it's not, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, it's probably a 2. For dryness, which is I'm, anything less than that, you might as well, like I said, you might as well be drinking Welch's grape juice. 
Yeah, so a Zinfandel. It's a, it's a Zin. It was a white guy. No, it's not. No, I'm talking about a red Zin. Oh, a red Zin. That's a red zip. No, it's a right. four. It's a fifteen three, fifteen four alcohol content. Very alcohol forward. Nice little burn on the on the on the on the palate on the way down. Listen, when we told you guys you were going to get it all here, we weren't lying. So there you go, uh, Windy City Shy Town challenges. Try those wines out and let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Click This Podcast. Uh, Kevin is at, at Real Kevin Nash. I'm at Kayfabe Sean. And this, click this show, is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, we have a meeting tomorrow. Pending that meeting, you want to do another one? Pending that meeting, uh, pending that meeting's outcome. No, I, I do this for my kid, man. I'm playing. Oh, okay. Fuck no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Thank you to John Tenta and Paul. If not, if if, if if nothing else through all this, um. I don't know how I would make it through these last 12 weeks without you and Steve, Dom. Like this is this has been something that I can at least wrap my my head around, my brain around, whatever the term is. And uh, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate uh, just hanging in there with me. So. And there's 80,000 others that you don't get to look at while you talk every Wednesday. There. Oh, and I, and I, and, and you know what? And the thing is, man, like, for every fucking douchebag out there, I, I know I went on a little bit of a tirade today, and I in no way at all apologize because it's, it's what the biggest problem in our, our society is, is we've got a bunch of pussies that, that walk around this planet that, even though, and, and I think a lot of them, had this moment when there's the M and the F and it's really fucking hard for them to determine whether they should check the M. So if you're that guy, I, I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry I'm alpha. I'm sorry I fucking raised an alpha. I'm just sorry. And I'm so sorry you got to live in that fucking pathetic world that you live in. But... That's so all I can say. I'm sorry. I just I feel sorry for you, and for anyone that's lost in your. Oh, this is. I wanted to give a shout out to a, a long friend, a long uh, colleague of mine, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Cody. Um, but uh, Dustin, Dustin lost his mom, and uh, <clears throat> I lost. I lost. Uh, I won the world, the WWF World Championship in November. Uh, I want to think it was 26th or 27th of 1994. And, it's, and uh, on December 27th, 1994, I lost my mom. 
And people will always say I was the worst champion. And I was a fucking 30, fucking three-year-old kid, 34-year-old kid that been Oz, had been Benny Vegas, had been Master Blaster. Might as well have been fucking Warren, Warren Bates and fuck Deliverance. But, uh, yeah, you come out of the chute uh, and then have the company back you with uh, going against their, 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 their number one guy, Brett. Instead of going over on Brett, you do a you do a double a double you know fucking count out or disqualification. Like your first pay per view after you you win, you don't even get the belt. <laughs> and you you want to call me the worst fucking the the, the worst? You know what? What <laughs> do I need to just go back to that whole fuck you thing earlier <laughs> and just change the target? <laughs> yeah, just change the target because. You know what? My life has not been fucking a, 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 a bed of roses. I lost my dad when I was eight years old, my mom when I was 34, my, my son when I was 63. You know, if, I'm, if I don't look at you and fucking go into fucking the best Gregory Hines fucking impersonation I can at the airport next time you see me, sorry, motherfuckers. I'm just having a bad day. See you next week.